Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Dr. Joshua Brown, self-care doc. Today we're going to continue our series, Like a Girl, and here we are today with the men. If we look at different uh, struggles, the rates of mental health-related uh, concerns that women have reported, going from 2008 was 21.5% of the population in the U.S. In 2021, 27.25%. So going up that much, uh, six, almost 6% just in that amount of time. Now, it'd be interesting to actually uh, see the newest rates, uh, but you got to find reliable data, which is hard to find, especially current reliable data. Yeah. But I would absolutely venture to say that the rates have gone up even further because of COVID and everything that's gone on in the world. But the negative life experiences that women face that men typically don't face as much, some of the things that come up are infertility and perinatal loss, uh, poverty, discrimination, violence, unemployment and isolation. Um, all of these things affect women, their mental health and their well-being, but also the financial strain of uh you know, women still uh, overwhelmingly make t tend to make less than men still in the same career fields. And so almost this reliance upon man or reliance upon uh, assistance or partnership, um, what do you think are some of the things that, uh, that you would add to that that are uniquely women-related kind of stressors that men, we kind of take for granted? Uh, societal expectations, right? Um, and I know you, you mentioned that, but like, um, <laughs> gosh... You know, and I don't have daughters, and, and um, part of me is extremely grateful for that because I don't know that I could put up with some of the pressures that are put on young women um, from an image standpoint. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are, there are male models out there, and there, there is a Ken. But I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, the four of us in here are pretty much models. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Models of Model something. Of what you shouldn't look like at 39. This but, is what cheeseburgers look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the reality is, is like, I, I don't think um, that there's as much pressure on men. I mean, like, dad bods are a thing. Um, and, you know, mom bods are, are still looked at as, as though, you know, that, that, that is not what society expects a woman to be. So I think women face this enormous amount of pressure to look a certain way to be attractive to men. And that's got to be extremely hard when you know uh, what your values are and what you can bring, um, but you feel like the only thing that matters is what you look like. Well, and that and how they project themselves on their kids and how the other mothers look at you know, maybe what the kid's wearing or his hair or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting concept or interesting topic here because do you feel that there's a double standard between what a woman is expected to how – how, let me try, try that again. Do you think there's an expectation of how women are supposed to maintain their health and their body – and is that a double standard compared to how women, or excuse me, how men are supposed to? And so with that, I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding yes here. Um, who puts that pressure on women? The women. husbands or other women? 
ooh, that's loaded. See, you, think, you answered too soon. Well, societally, <laughs> yes, women put that pressure on themselves and, and, and all of that. Um, I, you know, I, I can only speak from my experience in that is like, I, I'm sure there are men out there. Um, and if this is you, you're an asshole. Um, and I mean that, that put those pressures on their partner. Um, there's a difference between encouraging healthy living and encouraging a an image that you have in your head. So again, you're an asshole if you really do that. Um, like what would what would be an example, Colin? Let's see how how hard this is for you to come up with. No, no. If it there, rolls off your tongue, we know you might be the asshole. There's not a like. It's okay to encourage healthy lifestyle, eating healthy, to recognize when things go beyond a uh, what is what is healthy uh, for your partner. But it's not okay to have an expectation of you know, hey, I I want you to eat healthy because I want you to be healthy because I don't want you to have heart failure or whatever, right? There, there's a time where a man needs to step into that, just like there's a time where a woman needs to step in and tell a man, hey, stop drinking 36 beers every night. But if you're saying, I want you to be a size zero waist with uh, a certain bust and I want all of this because that's what I'm attracted to, you're an asshole. And, it's, and it's manifested every time you see somebody leave their wife, marry someone 10 years younger, that's the probably a fear in their lives or fool around with someone who's quite a bit younger they work with they they listen to me they do this they do that well i don't know if that's and then they realize there's no conversation or depth to the relationship they have nothing in common yeah they say statistically about every five years is like with children every five years is like raising another another uh, demographic um, in relationships, I think the numbers are probably, uh, somebody said it to me this way, it's like a speed limit. The higher the speed limit, the less the, the numbers matter. And so if you're uh, 15 dating a 20-year-old, that's pretty awkward. Mm -hmm. But if you're 55 dating a 45-year-old, it's not that big yeah. of a deal, right? But men looking at women and kind of influencing women that way, uh, I think it's challenging because a lot of men don't know how to support and encourage and compliment a spouse. And so when the question comes up of, uh, uh, do these jeans make my butt look big? There's really, guys, make sure you're listening right now. Everybody focused? The only safe answer to that is, hey, I think you look really great. Um, for, for this event, you might want to try on a couple things and see what feels the most comfortable for you. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Guys, go ahead and send in that love mail for that. That is a gold piece of knowledge for you. Clinically. Golden advice. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you answer any other way, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I uh, had uh, just started spending time with my father for the first part of or that first time in my life. I think it was 11 or 12. And I remember his wife at one point uh, was wearing this really nice green outfit. And uh, we're in the dining room and she goes over to the wall or something. She bends over to pick something up and he just looks at her and says, yeah, I think we should paint the walls green. And I'm like, what a misogynistic <laughs> asshole. Like, like we didn't have a great relationship. And that was a great example of why, because uh, women weren't this thing to just objectify. Now we can all appreciate beauty, mm -hmm. but it's realizing, and I, I joke with folks that when we're 90, our bodies, all or our bodies are all sagging. We all look the same anyway. And so if you can't have a conversation, um, then why are you in that relationship? And said, said additionally that if 
if you can't laugh during sex, then you're having sex with the wrong person. Right. So there's got to be depth. There's got to be kind of more going on there. I have a question for you kind of along the same lines and, and probably another loaded question, right? But why is it that, or at least is this a true statement? And then if so, or if not, why? Why does men's value with age increase whereas women's at least societally i believe it to be true where they feel or society feels their value decreases yeah, it's it's uh, uh, kind of the concept is the uh, sexual market value um, okay. and so the idea is um, again without having the stats here with us um, the idea is that as men are focusing on their careers as they're doing all of these things um, they're building wealth and so there's a security that comes with that Additionally, women, uh, they have kids, their bodies naturally are going to change. Um, That's normal. That's healthy. Um, But as that happens, women start to get so focused on uh, having to manage the life of the family and all the pressures that come with that, they are going to get more worn down by doing that, where men are the ones that are stepping away and they're the guys that are looking to be more sexually, have a higher sexual market value are typically the jackasses that aren't engaged in those things as much. And so if they're not engaged in those things, they get to be more free and have less wrinkles and uh, be maybe more fit and going to the gym or doing the things that they want to do while somebody else is taking care of everything. And so women, um, they get valued for being moms. But as we as Christopher, even as you said earlier, but dads, we make one little effort. We're like the greatest dads ever. Yeah. We're the fun ones. You know, the research even supports uh, a father reading with their children uh, will increase a child's IQ score by something like uh, 7 or 8%, something like that, uh, more so than a mom's. Because for a mom, it's expected. For a dad, it's novel. And so to kind of indirectly answer your question, I think that's a big part of it is we are able to let things go because we know somebody's going to be there to save it, uh, save the ship as it's going down, so to speak. But if a mother kind of walks away or steps away, it's very rare that a father... Uh, oftentimes is the one that actually can step up and take care of those things. Typically, women are better at, quote-unquote, multitasking, even though that's not a true concept. But we've got to be really aware of those influences. And there's the assertiveness of it, you know, the attractiveness of men. There's a confidence. We know that's one of the most attractive traits in another person is confidence. Well, men typically tend to be a lot more cocky or confident. There's a difference there. Mm -hmm. Um, Where women, as they're kind of taking on some of these, these life experiences, um, tend to lose lose that confidence throughout life and their social support. You know, other moms get busy with their own kids, their own lives, their own their own experiences, and so those relationships start to subside. Where men typically stay just below the surface in their their working relationships. Thank you for that. I got hit by a TikTok video this morning. Roger, you're oh, on TikTok. And, and I'm sorry, to Roger. You're, you're not following us. I yet. hate to admit that, but uh, <laughs> but it was the old trap of. She asks her husband, am I your best friend? And that's just brutal. And he gives a laundry list of the reasons why she's not. She says, you don't like to fish, you don't like to hunt, you don't like to play golf, all this other stuff, and no, whatever. And I, but I, I kind of took that one personally. And I said, is she my best friend? And she wasn't feeling well last night, so I had to go to Oh, great time to ask her. No, but (laughs) no, I I was at our... uh, her big banquet and everything else, and she wasn't there with me. She wasn't feeling well and just felt like part of me was gone. It wasn't fun for me. We do stuff together. 
Now, that's not the case for every person, and I wouldn't necessarily answer it yes if somebody would have just asked me that. But you had to do some thinking about it, and for me, yeah, the answer is probably yes. So huh. I, I, I just trap. didn't want to didn't want right. to didn't want to hit trap, you with this Roger. stuff. Roger, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, and that isn't necessarily right because I do. Th- people <laughs> got to have their friends, got to have their outside life, and everything else, and I think that's incredibly important. You see that right there saves you a little bit. Uh, again, my only perspective. This, so this is a big Doctor Brown, <laughs> right? Oh, believe me, I, I play golf every weekend. I do all this. That's that's why we brought a new friends. guy in so we could just destroy him. No, um, I'm a big advocate that a spouse or a partner should not be a person's best friend, and the reason for it is this: um, I think we all need our own best friends so we can go to and we can complain about our spouse to them, and they can say, "Hey, dummy, they're in a relationship with you." They can kind of check us, mm-hmm. but further, what it does. It allows us to have that own indiv- our own individuality still, and um, it allows us to really focus on what the purpose of the relationship is. And it's something so much greater than a friendship or a best friendship. Because when we really look at our partner as that person we have that intimacy with, not just physically, but they're there with us through the highs and lows of every day, where a best friend, we can go weeks or days or months or years, and we'll not have that time together, and then we, we get right back on, right? Okay, you just nailed it. That is exactly right. Yeah, but uh, but I love what you said is you're still maintaining that autonomy and that ability to have your own individual identities, and I think that's really important. Um, so, guys, as we're kind of wrapping together here, uh, one question I want to ask, uh, and this will be kind of the way we'll close out today, is, uh, well, two things, actually. One, is chivalry dead? And if so, what is chivalry in today's America? Well, I don't think it's dead at all. I think deep down we... We all have that uh, the desire to provide, to try to meet their every need, need as best you can. And yeah, it's kind of about respect, right? Love and respect. Yeah. I mean, that's in, in in the end. I think that's what they really seek. I yeah. I don't know that I would add anything to that. That's well I said. think that there has been a confusion between chivalry and misogyny. Yes. Are you opening the door because you are respecting? Or are you opening the door to get brownie points? Can't it be both? Depends on who's <laughs> walking through the door. <laughs> right, that's fair. So the last thing I'll leave here with us yeah, here is this. So we talked about uh, what do women uh, provide? What do you think women need from men? I'd love to answer that. I'd also want to say, like, I think we, we did in the other shows um, – what do men need from women as well? Um, and so if I can take some liberty here and answer both that because... Wait, did, how did I just ask it? I'm sorry. You asked what do women need from men, and I think oh, we talked about that. Right. But what what do... And I said, you know, something to believe in, and I, I think we all agreed that that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> but, um, but really, what do... You know, as a man who... Um, I think on the last one I said, who has successfully failed at every relationship, and you reminded me, no, you've you've navigated through the, the ones that aren't right. Cognitive reframe. Yeah. Um, yeah um, you know, outside of all my faults, and I think, and I've, I've talked to a lot of friends, um, and I think it even came up as like, I think men need from women is safety, a safe space to be themselves free of judgment and to fail and to support and encourage because 
in society, I think as humans, there's so much negativity that discourages us from reaching wherever it is we want to be. And so, um, and I think men, um, you know, have traditionally, and, and I love your story of Adam and Eve because um, we're putzes, right? And we need somebody that says, you know, you, you, it's okay. You can be a putz. You know, let's work on it. And I'm going to give you the space to be that putz, but I'm also going to encourage you in whatever your passions are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really it's, it's, it is about being what we talked about is that protector, um, protecting us from us um, and supporting men um, in, in what it is in their pursuit of whatever it is they're pursuing. Um, I, I think if, if we can get there, and, and again, guys, remember, we're not asking women to just support us. Like, we have to give them something to believe mm-hmm. in. Yeah, I think your, your use of a safe space for men is incredibly important and unfortunately something that has utterly failed in today's fourth-generation feminist movement of I am a strong, independent woman and a queen and absolutely more power to you. But still, be fucking kind. Like, there's no reason you got to be an asshole. There was a study I read where 30-something percent of women admit to no longer respecting their husband if they see him cry. Hmm. And this is not just like a, you know guy being a wuss about something. I mean, this is a guy who just lost his best friend, just lost his father, came back from war, whatever. If she sees him cry, she loses all respect for him. Hmm. And that is sad. Yeah. To me, I think, you know, the obvious we just talked about, love, respect, emotionally being there, not just physically when they need it, because there's times they do need that. And, you know, statistically, my understanding is money's still at the heart of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so that said, you know, there's the old cliche, opposites attract. Well, they might attract, but they don't stay together. (laughs) If you are not on the same page with money for some reason, that that is just a big red flag. And not that you have to agree on everything, but at least have an understanding of each other. So that she's got, it's security. Dr. Brown. Yes. What do men need from women? What do men need from women? Um, acceptance, um, encouragement, um, opportunity to lead, I think, is the other one I would add there. And I think I asked a group of women on one of our uh, TikTok lives recently, uh, asked them, and this, this, I'll be interested here. Uh, maybe each of you give maybe one or two statements here. Um, I asked them, what do women provide uh, to men? Um, what role do they have in men's lives? And I was blown away by some of the answers. And so uh, just real quick, uh, kind of shotgun through here, anything that comes to your mind, what do women uh, provide or what role do they provide to men in that way? Confidence and reassurance. You want to see your man do well, put a woman that supports him. Mm-hmm. You want to see the opposite, put a woman that tears him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or a woman that wants him to change. Mm-hmm. I can fix him. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, and I think so many times, uh, you know, uh, anecdotally, uh, you know, women want kind of that bad boy in their younger years because they want to be the one to change them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm worthy of that. And they're going to love me enough that they're going to walk away from those bad ways, bad boy ways. And I think what ends up happening is uh, the women get tired of getting used and abused in that way. Uh, and then the nice guys, kind of the nice guys finish last. Well, they start to be kind of assholes because they're trying to get laid once in a while. And so they start to be jerks more and more. And I think it's one of this this kind of uh, cycle of, of chaos. And very rarely do we find somebody that is so equally yoked in that and that says, no, I value you enough to let go of kind of uh, physical impulse and actually know that we're building something so much greater together. And I think you ask me, Colin, uh, you know, what do men need? And I would say, what do women need? Um, and I'll say this, and this is going to piss off some listeners, and I'm okay with that. Um, they need to be focused on their faith. They need to be focused on something bigger than themselves. And because when man makes it about him or makes it about his role, as opposed to God working through him to support, or to, to, uh, to be the battle-ready father and husband for the family, that's where true leadership actually comes in. And so I think that would be the best question, I the best answer I could give to that. Um, is just understanding that our role is to serve something so much greater than ourselves. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time today, coming in and talking about uh, kind of what a woman wants, what, what a woman needs, and kind of our uh, naive perspectives of women. Uh, as many years as we have sitting around the table here, um, it'll be interesting to talk with the women as well. But what is very much a pattern in all of this is the reverence and the respect and the appreciation that I hear for women in this room. Um, there's been several divorces in this room. There's been loss in this room. There's been struggles as fathers of daughters. There's been different influences from mothers and single mothers and so many different experiences in this room. And yet there's this appreciation and this value of women. And so being able to express that and show that not just to women, but especially to men and especially to boys, they need to understand the value of women and they need to appreciate the value that is women. Um, that they are there because we were not enough by ourselves. Not to say men aren't, aren't complete, but we're even more amplified when we have such a support and a love. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And stay tuned. We will have the women's uh, discussion of what it means to be a woman as well. So thank you so much. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow Self-Care Doc at selfcaredoc.org. Uh, and we did just release our merchandise store as well. You can check that out on TikTok and our website. And thank you so much, and make sure to be you for a change. You tell me you were wrong, but your words fall short on the ground. And I don't know, I don't know, but part of me says it's a fake apology. Your love sick all along was a masquerade of every song. You sang to me with those eyes, but now I